Hello there, welcome to another episode of uh, Poetry in Motion. I remember the title, I've uh, forgotten it a while back. Uh, not sponsored by anyone, any chocolate bar in particular. We've got one in front of us though, because I brought them in. No cups of tea though, Joe. No, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, yeah sound. Um, <laughs> this, this episode, just me and Neil Jones this week. Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad start, bad start bad for start. Joe. Uh, listen, first and foremost, uh, I'd like to thank uh, all of you for listening. We've had some great figures for, for, for uh, downloads, so really, really appreciate that. We must be talking some sense. We're probably upset everyone but it doesn't matter as long as you're listening to it um, at least we're not um, Cockney Reds phoning up Five Live and saying club out yeah, yeah. which is what I'm hearing all the time uh, anyway it is Neil Jones of course joins me on my right hand side and playing down the left is Joe Rimmer uh, welcome lads Alright, you okay? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Well, you know, let's talk about it. We start off, we won't we won't go near the calamity that was the City game, although we were riding high up until that point where we international duty got in the way again, I suppose you could say. Uh, it was a calamitous game. You might as well wipe that off in some ways, better than just, better than being too old and getting beaten the last minute. When you're getting your backside's handed to you on the tray like that, then you, it's easier to forget about, isn't it? Yeah. We moved on to Seville. I went in, I bought me meat and potato pie, sat down, 1-0 down before I, I, was still, I was still blowing the potato. Um, that's not a euphemism, I was actually blowing. I was actually eating the pie. Oh, you were there, So, hashtag blowing the potato, let's get that going. Uh, anyway, it was, um, it was another frustrating night, wasn't it? Um, again... I suppose all the conversations are going to boil down to one thing, aren't they? We'll get to it. It's all about defensive. It's all about things that we've known 18 months ago, before clock came even. But I suppose Seville is the perfect thing for it because that game, that cup final, uh, I was there in Basel Stadium there watching it that night. We goes one up. And then second half, we, 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 uh, we can see the goal that was just ridiculous. Moreno at fault. And um, fast forward 18 months, 14 months ago maybe it was, fast forward... Very, very similar thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, attacking we looked great, but but we were we're all always susceptible. And the and the first goal, Neil, it was an absolute shambles, mate. Well, the first goal was actually quite similar to that goal that you conceded in Basel, wasn't That's it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Missed the tackle with Chan. It was yeah. Chan this time. It was yeah. Moreno last time. Then ball across the bar. All right. But, you know, how many times out of a hundred days and Lovren clears it? Five or six, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, that was definitely a have I left the gas on moment. That one. <laughs> yeah. But you know. That, that sometimes can happen, but it, it just happens too many times with Liverpool, doesn't it? And lads got to tap in. You know, as you say, you haven't, Anfield hasn't even warmed its voice up yet, and it's it's one 0 down, having to having to rally it. And it's you know, I think probably more frustrating for me watching it because I, I was I was in the office for the game, so I, I was I was doing the, the live blog, and it was just you, you get a sense of it when the lads are at the game, so they're 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 talking about what's happening at the game, yeah. and you just get a the quiet you know. Give them the due, Andy, James, Pierce, Ian Doyle. They're quite perceptive about about stuff like that. You were there, weren't you, Joe, yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. And the sense in the second half is oh, they're just they're just dropping off here. They're just dropping off. You know, they've got to lift it again. I think Andy Kelly said they've severe score here. They'll, they won't be able to to rouse themselves, and that's how it proved. But the one that really annoyed me is sort of Liverpool's midfield not being as switched on as Sevilla's dugout yeah. for a quick throw. Absolutely, and, and, you know yeah. that, and that was that's what's cost them. And, no. You could argue, it's couldn't you, Neil? With, with the game that's that followed, you could argue that Jordan Henderson's uh, culpability in that second goal was possibly what put him on the bench for the next game. Because he, I mean, he was just—I don't know what he was thinking. Was he texting someone? I mean, it just—it yeah. was. Ju- it, but it's that lack of concentration, mate. That isn't it? Is the point? Is that is what's costing us time and time again? Yeah, it was frustrating because I actually was arguing with a guy about Jordan Henderson earlier that week, and. Um, 
back in Jordan Henderson. I quite like Henderson in many ways, but I thought he was poor against Man City. Although saying that, most most of the players were poor that day. But yeah, I, th- I thought he just didn't get close stuff. It, it was just he was he gave um, what's the lad's name? Yeah, Uriel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gave him so much time to turn and and get a pass away. And you're thinking he should never be allowed that much time, even if you just foul him there. You know, yeah. even if, you, if you, you've got to sort of get something on him and stop him allowing himself to either have a shot or, or make a pass. And, and again, for the first goal, there was one or two chances they had to clear it beforehand. Um, I think Matip as well, if you go if you go back and look at before they put the cross in, Matip and Gomez go to close the same man down. Yeah. And I don't think Matip, I, it's hard to blame him for this because you, you, we couldn't hear it from where I'm sitting, but... I almost think Matip's not loud enough there. Yeah. A louder, more commanding defender tells Gomez go, yeah. and Gomez does go. Well, could you imagine Jamie stop. Carragher getting into that yeah, position? Yeah, and and, and it, it just throughout the team defensively, they just don't seem to communicate. They don't seem to be on the same page. They don't seem to be tight enough. And, they, um, they don't seem to want to defend. They no. don't seem to want to, you know. All right, you don't want them flying into tackles all the time. They don't seem to want to just go. I don't care what we do with the ball. I just we're not conceding. Yeah, they don't yeah. seem to want to do that. They want. They, it's always right. What? Where's my next pass? Where's Where's my space? Yeah. Where's you know? Where's my, where we going to yeah. go and do the press or whatever? And I think that's the point, Neil. Is that there doesn't seem to be any. They're a, they're a defence that react yeah. Yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. they're not proactive. They're not going. You be there. You be there. Yeah. Let's push it. They're yeah. constantly going. Ah oh, no! Oh no! Yeah, no! No! Yeah. And that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. it's like you're watching. It's like you're watching the Keystone Cops all the time, isn't it? It's like it's like you don't know quite where he's going to put it, and you don't know. He doesn't. Know. No one seems to move. But I think I think you've hit on a point there, Joe. It's the vocality that's missing. It's where's the big where's the big centre back screaming? You yeah. know, you don't have to be popular in that role. I always remember reading something about uh, Skirtle saying he, he, many ways couldn't stand playing with Carragher because he didn't stop shouting at yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. And, and you read it and you think, well, there's a bloke who has got the point. Because that yeah, is he. Yeah. And Alan Hansen, I can remember going back to the days of watching Alan Hansen. I saw Liverpool Norwich years and years ago at Anfield. And all I could remember from the game was Alan Hansen screaming at everyone, yeah. just constantly screaming. And it, But that's how you get it. That's how you get the clarity. That's how you say you go there. There has to be a leader. We've got yeah. no leaders in that back four. Have we? Well, you, you're also, it's not just about someone doing it on the day. It's about someone setting the tone that you think oh, I better be there because I can't be bothered with him screaming at me you know like you have yeah, someone in the yeah. team don't you and you know if you give them a, 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 you leave a pass short you're going to get you're going to get it off them what, what are you doing giving it to the or you, or you give it back to a goalkeeper on his wrong foot you have that in amateur football where you think oh, I don't want him on my case yeah. today and Liverpool I don't think Liverpool have anyone that you'd be scared of really on that, on that team would you that you think maybe Klopp would be the only one yeah. but even, even, even there would you sort of you know, would you be terrified of, of them, what the manager's going to do? I think they, they need someone that just. You know, I, think, I remember Stephen Gerrard talking about Paul Ince when he first came into the first team, and whatever you think about Paul Ince and whatever he was at Liverpool, he said he kept standards up in training. He said yeah. because people were like, if you were on Ince's team, he said you were terrified of getting beat because you knew that he'd just be moaning and moaning and moaning yeah. at you. And I think I think there's a place in, the, in this Liverpool team for someone who's going to. Be we need a governor. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. It's almost got to the point now where where in a standard in a standard football squad, you want players playing for their place. We've almost got a position now where our defenders are actually. You, it, it looks to me sometimes that they're not that bothered if they, if they, if they're not in the team next week because because they're getting stick for being in. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like a reversal of playing for your place. And then on on top of that, which we'll talk about more in a second, but on top of that. 
there are so many different formations getting used at no one. I'm a big believer in keeping and sticking and getting relationships sorted out. You're not going to get a, se- a second, you know, a sixth yeah. sense uh, or, 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 or uh, know where that other player's going to be unless you're playing with them week in, week out, hey, Joe. And, uh, it, it, that seems to be a big problem for me. Yeah, there definitely seems to be a bit too much rotation going on. You know, you've got your right backs who are just playing every other game between yeah. Gomez and, and Alexander Arnold. I do think they've missed Klein perhaps more yeah, than, well. than than people might realise. He's he's quietly steady as an experience. I think Milner as well. I think and, he's and been Milner missed as a yeah. left back. I was in, I was happy to see. I was got to be honest. I was happy to see Milner in. Yeah. Uh, on Saturday yeah. instead of uh, Henderson. I'm not I'm not Moreno fan, but then I'd rather see him playing every game at left back than a rotation of two two guys playing. Or Robertson, pick one, make him your first choice and go with it. And and just for the defence's sake, let it settle down. Let it settle down. Yeah, because they'll they'll change it again. And the goalie. In the next couple yeah. of games <laughs> and the goalie. Yeah. Same same thing. And we had Clavin on Saturday instead. Of, I mean, Joe Gomez is a centre back, and yet Joe yeah. Gomez doesn't appear was 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 considered. It's it's. It, I mean, I don't want to start pressing panic buttons, and I'm not going to. To be honest with you, I mean, we need to give our back in a bit, but I think someone, I think someone needs to to to, to sit down with Klopp. No one's going to, but Klopp needs to sit down with himself and go. Let's just take a breath here, and let's just look because there's an element of panic setting, in, isn't there, with with some of the rotations? And yeah. I mean, Moreno summed up against against Sevilla. Moreno's style and playing ability was summed up on that night. He gets forward brilliantly for the, for our goal. You know, he gets dives up in the air for the header for the penalty. So he contributes brilliantly there. Well, that first goal that went in, Lovren's going to get the stick for missing that ball. But when that ball goes past Lovren, Moreno is two yards the wrong side of the player that scored. He should be goal side. I mean, that's stuff you get taught when you're a kid. He's that way. He's that side. I I made this point in in a Blood Red podcast about, I think Andy Kelly said, well, he's sort of banking on Lovren making the interception I said well that's the problem I said he doesn't know his players then does he because it's not that ridiculous that Lovren misses that you know it, it's not that's not Sammy Hippie at the near post where you if no. he misses it you go oh, how many times is Sammy that, that stage in Lovren and I think too many Liverpool players I think don't don't play with intelligence defensively yeah. they don't they don't sort of read situations they don't they don't think do you know what the danger is there, yeah, and that's where it should be. They if think, this happens, they, this yeah, could happen. They, they yeah. think, they think, right? If, when we get the ball, I need to. I'll be there, and then we'll, we'll, we'll break. You know, that's, that's what the sort of thing. And I think, right? If it breaks down, I'll, I'll be ready to, to run out of the box and, and do this. And I just think that there's not, there's none of them that have the first uh, thought is yeah. stop, stop the goal. Yeah, it's, it's not just that; it's shirking responsibility as well. Because you think yeah. about it, it's it's him thinking, well, Lovren will sort this. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. need to clear. I don't need to put myself. In a position where I could be embarrassed and make a mistake, and it, you look at the Burnley the, against when Ben Mee had that header that got cleared off the line. Oh. Like you say about them being reactive, there was three players yeah. around him, yeah. and all of them on their heels looking up as if yeah. to say, "Who's going to head this?" Yeah, yeah. And somebody in that defence, and this is why I think he desperately wanted Van Dijk, needs to say, "I'll go and win this." Yeah, yeah. You think about we talk about players being vocal. Sammy Appiah and Stefan Onto weren't too vocal yeah, players, yeah, they were. but they went and attacked things, and they, yeah. you know. But they also knew the position, and the yeah, position yeah, was yeah. hippie in charge, Henshaw brushed yeah, up, yeah, and yeah. That, that is, that's important, isn't it? One led, one follow. One led, one follow. And, and, they, and when a corner came in, you knew that someone like Hippier could go and attack yeah. it, and they had big players in that team that would just go and do their jobs. And this team just, to me, you look at them, and they're all hoping a teammate will sort that. Yeah. You, you sort I, that, and we can I we mean, can get on with attacking. Clavan for them chances against Burnley. Uh, listen. Don't, it's not his, it's not all his fault, no. Clavant, because he's he is what he is, and he shouldn't. He's been overpromoted, probably. You know, mm-hmm. he's someone who's been given a role which he shouldn't really be getting. 
and people are now surprised that he's floundering, but, but it's no surprise. But for that second goal, I mean, first off, he should be either barging Emery Chan out the way and saying, I'm heading this, or leaving Emery Chan to it. He doesn't, he doesn't either, and it's embarrassing. It always looks terrible when something like that happens. Yeah, yeah. Then it's Alexander Arnold at the back post, isn't it? With, like, he's, he's the sort of the man beyond the far post, but Clavan's the one following the ball like that. And then he turns to him as, and then looks at him as if to yeah. say, like, he's an 18 year old kid yeah. who, who's already been struggling in the game. You're the 31 year old international, you should yeah. just be going to him, out the way, kid, I'll head this away. And I, the only the only good thing about the whole thing was Matip thought it brilliantly to get it off the line, and then he, he did go a bit berserk. Matip didn't he? I thought I think I saw him. He was having a go. At but this is saying, like, what this, are you doing? this is the problem that a defence like that is going to do. You, you, uh, you, uh, Alexander Arnold now there's a kid who's come forward in full of confidence, scored a free kick, and yeah. a, but he's playing in in a back four that is slowly draining his confidence yeah. away, isn't it? Yeah. It's slowly sucking, and he's getting worse, and he's getting worse because his confidence is going. Uh, Matty equally I, th- I think Matty has been Matty for me alongside of Van Dijk I think yeah. he's going to be a he's great a follower, defender isn't he? he's a follower yeah. he's not a doer he's a doer uh, but he needs a leader and I think that'd be perfect and what we're going to end up in a situation now is Matty's going to start going down the drain as well he's going to start getting stick from the crowd yeah. Yeah. I mean it is a very very unbalanced side that's the worrying thing about this and, and it's you know we're not talking about new problems we're talking about problems that he had when he inherited the team yeah. Yeah. when he inherited the managerial yeah. role and, and it, it is getting a bit scary it, you know when you look at you look at the John Terry's of the world, and you look at the jobs that they do, and you look at the even the likes of Huth, who I've never I, I hated them with every club he's yeah. ever played for because they always ended up being against us. But there's a fellow who just knows what he's doing and yeah. bumps, thumps the ball. He yeah. can thump it in either end. Yeah. Yeah. You just need to make the job simple. And when you've got two people stopping and not going for a ball, or two people running for the same ball, you know you've got no qualification. What worries me, guys, is clubs are defending. Clubs, clubs career was made in defence. Why is there such a lack of understanding about what's going on? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I don't know whether he he doesn't see the problems. I, I don't. I think he does see the problems. I think he he really he really ought to see the problems. But I do think he does. But I think the other thing is that I think he's so wedded to this idea that what will what we do with the ball will sort of negate the need to, to be amazing defensively because we'll just. We'll just become better and better at, at, at winning games and dominating games, and they, they, they have become better and better at that. But they're not always going to be able no. to do it. And, well, they're know, proven enough. He scored two against Sevilla and couldn't win. He scored three against Watford and couldn't win. Yeah. You know, sometimes your weakness. There's a big theory that football is is defined by its weak links, and Liverpool's weak link. We all know where it is, and and the problem is I, I would argue. Does. I would argue that. It's far more likely come May that Liverpool's weak link will have cost them than their strong link will have won them something. Yeah. Nah, that's my, it. Yeah. my major worry about that is that almost Klopp and Liverpool have just made their peace with with the fact yeah. conceding goals, and it's almost like well, if we concede one or two, we'll score three or four. Yeah. And it's proven to be that teams are teams are savvy and they come to Anfield like Burnley did, yeah. and they're not going to let you score three or four no. when they're Arsenal. They'll try and go toe to toe with you, but the Burnleys of this world won't do that. Even Palace, you know, they, Liverpool yeah. beat them one nil, but. At a time when everyone's beaten Palace, they still sat in and did a job on yeah. Liverpool to an extent, and that's the worry. I mean, the, the point is clear to see. Our goal average, our goal difference yeah. is zero. Yeah. We've yeah. scored as many yeah. as we've conceded, and that is the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Where the front end, the front end of us is a, is, a, is a Porsche, the back end's a ladder, the back end's an Allegro. It's It is. It's just it's poor. And then you've got to look. You've got a feel for that second half of that team. We didn't talk about City. We're not going to. It's not really our thing. But the one thing I would mention about the City game is when we lost Mane. Technically, 
we lost a striker. Yeah. So we were still 4-4-1 and no one's really yeah. brought this up. So there was no reason for that capitulation. There was no there was no um, uh, structural damage to the team other than the gating up front. Yeah. So why why were we 4-4-1? And simply because uh, De Bruyne absolutely destroyed our back four with, with, with precise passing and then speed up front. There was no need for that capitulation, but it was the writing on the wall. It was the sign of things to come. Um I mean, where's the cure happening? Where, where do you think it? Where do you think? Because, like you just just said, come the jan- come the come the window, everything could be gone. Yeah, it, well, it could be. Yeah, I mean, God, that's. I know you're saying we, you're, we're trying to keep positive. Yeah, we should we should point out obviously that they they, they are still capable of of. Well, we'll go on. So we'll, go on so we'll, we'll go on. But to the cure, I don't see the cure in the squad at the moment. I think Klein Klein has been missed, and I was very um, quite defensive of Klein when. Colleagues, we've talked about it in Blood Red, where mm. I think they were quite sort of dismissive of him and saying, Well, he's not a big blow losing to Clark. It, it really is. Mm. He's, he's a very consistent player, mm. an England international experience, and I think he's a good defender as well. I think he's he's um, he, he gets his distances right and he, he's positional play. He makes it look simpler, doesn't it? Yeah, he maybe lacks, yeah. lacks finesse and, and precision in the, in the final third, but I think as a basic defender, and I, I do think Milner's another one who's been missed, I think. Yeah. You know, people got frustrated with Milner towards the end of last season for cutting in and putting crosses in that were maybe a bit aimless. But you think like he played there all season. He was pretty good, James Milner, like a left back, you know, right-footed winger playing at left back. Yeah. And I think one thing he has got is is nous, and he, James Milner doesn't care how he looks on a football field. No, he doesn't, he doesn't care how he looks. Full stop. No. I mean, he doesn't care if he has to. Smack one into the stands because yeah. it's that's safety first, or he doesn't care if he's got to just just fizz one across the box and maybe you know hope that it gets an own goal or a yeah. tap in or whatever. He's a tough player as well. I mean, I think he, I think yeah. I think judging by the advert he made recently, I think he's probably the only player in the Premiership who could survive being stood on by a dinosaur. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just sort yeah. of rub his head, shake it off, and carry on yeah. going, wouldn't he? Maybe, maybe not notice. He maybe not notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stephen Gerrard um, might take the, the mick out him a little bit for it, though, might he? You, Stephen Gerrard. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah but uh, I think with the, I think with the fullbacks. My my worry as well is that you've got you've taken Klein out of there and you're putting Alexander Arnold in another really attacking fullback mm, mm. and they've put Moreno back in. So that on either side they've got these two devil may care attacking fullbacks and and they don't have any. You know I I think you can have a balance. You could have one attacking fullback yeah, and one that sort yeah. of drops yeah, that's in. That's why Klein's quite quite good yeah, for that, isn't he? Or you have a midfield that drops in and yeah, helps yeah. out. And Liverpool's midfield is like you see them pressing and on one hand. I like the style of pressing and I do think it works but I also think that having Jordan Henderson who's your deepest line midfielder pressing high up the pitch and hoping someone else covers for him yeah, yeah it's no it, good it leaves you, it leaves you exposed yeah, at times it's alright if you've got a Mascherano at the back or you've got yeah, I mean yeah. that's you know the, the, the theory behind Cater um, Naby Cater yeah. is that he will run around doing that kind of thing yeah. well you know by the time he comes we could be struggling anyway so we'll, oh, yeah. you know uh, that is the problem I think and it's that lack of community I mean what what would work is if it, it seems to me that if, if if on the pitch they're saying I'll go up now you cover it doesn't seem to me like like we said before about communication they all seem to push up together yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean it's also it's okay to do that in certain situations and when you've got the crowd behind your Anfield and you sort of you've got teams who may be a little bit overawed by it and I think Hoffenheim were one of them where they, yeah. they weren't quite ready for what they got at Anfield yeah. and some teams are like that you know think back to last season and you know first game in front of the main stand and Leicester and it was it was raucous, but 
Kevin De Bruyne is not bothered about that, you know. No. Or these players who play for Sevilla, you know, and Zonzi, really good player, and you've got that, you know, the guy Correa who got the equaliser and people like that. These are these are players who've got a bit more about them than that. They 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 know they'll be told they're going to try and press you, so you do this, you do this. And yeah. Liverpool don't seem to have a plan for, you know, for for good players, if you like. They, yeah. they, they, they have a plan for teams that will they think will struggle against them. But I think if they use the same plan against. David Silver or someone like that. He, he's just too clever for them. He'll yeah. just go, well, I'll just go over here and I'll just negate that and I'll just play a pass in there and, and then we'll through here. And City, it was embarrassing. I thought the second half against City, it was it was embarrassing how easy it was for them to just pick the moments and, and have, the, have the say. Well, Sané's last goal summed it up for me. He, picked, he, he floated right across from one side yeah. of the pitch. He had picked up the ball and he had all day. No one went near him, no one closed him down and he just went, oh, I'll tell you what I'll do, I'm going to bend it into the top corner. <laughs> and it, it was, it, that summed us up. And that there's no reason for that. That you can't blame that on Mane. Yeah, no. That is a that is a team just going well. I'm not getting it. You get it. And that's yeah, that's yeah. the problem we're at the moment. My, my worry with that result is it's fine if it happens once in a six seven year yeah. spell. But you look at a team like Arsenal who get who have gotten used yeah. to getting thrashed by their rivals away from home, and, and I just think you can't become a club that, that, that does that. And and playing attacking football is great. But you've got to manage situations, and like you say, they should have gone. They should have been one 0 down, got a man sent off, and then gone right. We'll sit in, try and catch him on the break, and have a bit of damage limitation. When they went two or three 0 down, I, th- I think like a Rafa Benitez team would not have lost that game six no. 0 because no. he just sat in and said, you know what, we've lost the game, the day's gone, but we're not going to be embarrassed yeah. because then that, that that's a lot worse. It's more. It's not just the three points you've lost. It's psychologically that you 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 know you know what a cara says. When that goes one nil, eight minutes stop his time or whatever. Yeah. He goes right, but whatever happens, it's one nil at half time. Yeah. This yeah. I don't care whether we have to boot the ball into the touch every single time we get it. We go to half time one nil, and then the manager can have his say. And Liverpool consider an offside a goal was disallowed for offside, and then a goal. So yeah. they, they yeah. could theoretically been three nil down at half time because he just it was capitulation, just, wasn't it? And it, it looked to me like it was, and, and for no apparent reason, we're fly, This is what gets me. We're flying high, mm. doing really well. Bit of a break, but we're second in the league. We've just thumped Arsenal four 0 You go in there and we've got a great record against them. Yeah, yeah. And you go there and then we and you know arguably we were doing well before the sending off. We were certainly you know um, Otto Mendy didn't know which day it was with Salah. <laughs> no. Salah he was really, the one Salah really you know uh, if there's one we'll talk about Salah in a because let's talk positive and, and, and positive and Salah go hand in hand at the moment. But again, it's that it's that unnecessary capitulation that there was. We went four four one. There's no need with it. We're exactly the same structured team as we would be. So you know, a couple of passes through the middle, and we were and we were we were found wanting again uh, defensively. Isn't it? it annoyed me a little bit with the Ottomendi situation because I think Liverpool should have been more savvy and just a little bit more sly there, mm. and just Klopp should have had him and said, "Go at him every, every single, single time. time, and we'll we'll get more players at him, and we'll try and even yeah. the, even the odds." Or they didn't. go and foul him. Go, yeah. go, and, go and leave one on. Send, yeah. send Emre Chan over to barge him over and see if he reacts yeah. or see if he gets annoyed or whatever. You know, Liverpool aren't like that. Yeah, either. they're not like that. And they just, if they had a chance there to maybe even the odds, and they just didn't do it. And it, and it, it's strange, isn't it? You know, you've got to be. It's it's all right playing the nice football, but you've got to be winners and you've got to be killers, haven't you? And you've got to you've really got to know the weak link straight yeah, away, haven't yeah. you? Because because I'll tell you what, everyone knows ours. Yeah, and City yeah. went for it, and they, yeah. they they put the foot in the throat, and they just. They just killed them for a lot. And there's a couple of teams that, 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 that are likely to be doing that to other clubs this season and, and hopefully not to us anymore. Well, let's mm. let's go to the Burnley game then. Seville is, it is what it is. Um, and actually, 
the fact that um, Maribor and, and, and Moscow drew yeah, was a yeah. bit of a godsend yeah. really because we're sort of all even keels aren't we so we, we get another stab at that really don't we when we go to Moscow Burnley uh, last season did the same thing Burnley see Burnley's agenda is completely different than ours they're going to survive in the, in the league so they're going to do what they've got to do away from home they're going to park a bus and they're going to try and hit you on the break last year we got away with one Chan late goal because yeah. we were 1-0 down again 1-0 down against Burnley this time uh, and it's th- what you said about, about Klopp's theory that we're going to score more than, than, than we concede but we're not are we all the time yeah. uh, 35 chances at goal <laughs> how much are we missing Mane yeah oh, you're always going to miss Mane I think what they're always, also missing is probably the player that will score and I think Salah might become it because Salah but he's not he's not the striker but I was saying recently to, to people you know, you know, you you don't often do it now because of social media. But you know, when you see the results after the fact, and you go, "How did Arsenal get on? They won, mm. won three 0 And you used to go, "How many did Andre get?" And you go, yeah. "Got two. Yeah, yeah. Someone else got one. You know, Newcastle drew there two two. Shearer got one. Yeah, mm. he got a penalty. Harry Kane now. You know, Tottenham, Tottenham won four one. Kane got a you couple. You know, straight away. Don't I think Liverpool still now. It's still too much of a surprise. If I if someone said to you next week, Firmino got a hat trick, you go. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, you go, did yeah. he? Uh, go, someone go, Lallana got a couple. Oh, did yeah. he? Coutinho, yeah, Coutinho put two in. They just, they don't, Salah is becoming that man and Mane is getting, you know, getting goals as well. But I still think it's still but we don't have a, a little bit of a surprise. We don't have a recognised world-class striker, do we? Yeah. We've got Firmino playing the number nine role and against Burnley, I think, because he'd put Sturridge on as well, Firmino, yeah. again, upsetting a balance. He had that yeah. balance three. Yeah, Firmino, Salah. All right, Manny wasn't in the mix, but we, yeah, yeah. But there was the balance there, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's been knocked. Joel, I was surprised he, he played Firmino because I think he just doesn't seem to. If he's not operating in that number nine role now, he doesn't seem to fit in well and, and, yeah. and doesn't seem to have the same impact on it. I think it negates other players, doesn't it? You know, you, you know, would you be better playing with storage on the break and trying to use his pace a little bit? But it's it's. It's just frustrating. I find these these home games. You sort of feel like you have three or four of them a year with Liverpool now, where you go into it and almost after ten minutes, yeah. I can tell you after ten minutes it's going to be a draw today. Yeah. Or, or if they are if they are to win, it's going to be like a Palace real struggle. Mm-hmm. But it's more likely to be a draw. And and, and yeah, and they, it just seems to like the crowd feel it, the players feel it, manager feels it. He even sort of alluded to it afterwards, you yeah, know, and, and before and in his program notes, he said we mustn't give up if, if it's nil nil after seventy minutes. I think everyone feels it, and it just for some reason it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where Liverpool can't seem to find a way them, past these teams. Do you remember down. last season, Benteke, Palace at home, and I don't know if we did a podcast. I can't remember if we did, but we might. We might well have done. But just everyone went into that game, Liverpool going for no, the, and, and, and just went. Benteke's going to score yeah, something, yeah, yeah. and, he, and he, yeah. look at that, he did. You know, and it was just you could just tell that you could just tell sometimes that Liverpool are going to. It's very. It can be very predictable, and, and I know that. I mean, it's like you just said, the Seville people can feel that second goal when we missed the pen. I turned around to Ladders and I said, "This is two-two all day, this," yeah. because you just get that feeling that Liverpool just just sort of lose a little bit of heart in it, and then they, and then they're allowing the players to come back in. I, you know, the Burnley. I, I went home and watched the Seville game afterwards because I was on I was on the sixth or seventh row, and you can't really get a, a decent angle on on, yeah. on the game, can you? Perspective. When I went home, I actually felt better about the way we played because we. Yeah, first half, they're exceptional. They were down at half time. It's Christian. This is like as good a Liverpool side as you'll watch in terms of the way they play. But like you say, you just feel like you know that they've always got a goal to concede, and and that if they don't, they're not winning by two or three. 
then they could easily draw it just yeah. as much as they could turn the screw. The one big one was Chan, wasn't it? That big, that great move where they, they worked yeah, it out yeah, of the corner yeah. and Chan went through and you thought, oh, God, I wish he'd put that in because yeah. it just would have made it just huge. Just makes a huge, huge, makes a huge yeah. difference, doesn't it? With the Champions League, I actually feel more confident with them away at Sevilla than yeah. at home. I think yeah. away there'll be more spaces for them to play and I still feel fairly confident about the group because I think teams like Maribor and, and Sparta, I think they could go away from home and play a bit of football and they might be a little bit naive with Liverpool. They're not going to do a Burnley, are they? No. But, yeah, it, it is It is majorly frustrating and it, it just keeps happening again and again. How much do you think we're missing Lalana? Yeah. Because he he's, he's seems to always lead the press for yeah, me. Yeah, I do, I do think so, actually, yeah. Um, I don't think he would have started if he if the season if he'd have been fit even I think he'd have been on the bench to start with because I don't see how he gets in where where he gets in and I don't necessarily think you can have you know Lallana, Coutinho and Henderson as a midfield three it just doesn't doesn't no. look robust enough to me but yeah he is good because one thing Lallana's got is is decision making he, he's he's good at you know. He's an inventive player. Yeah, he can, he can, you know, if it gets tight, he can keep the ball for you. He can, he can go into tight spaces and link up with someone. He, he, he sort of does. He's, he's not what you call a, a, a sort of. God, we use the word again, but an hour-ass player. Yeah, but he's yeah. sort of someone who he can keep. He can waste half a minute by by just playing a few little nice passes yeah. with with a right back or something like that. And he can just take this thing. He can take yeah. momentum away from yeah. the other team because he's got the ball. And remember him doing it last season against Arsenal when. Do we holding on and he, he got the ball. I think he ended up was it Van Alden scored, wasn't it, in front yeah, of the cop? Yeah. And he, he just sort of he just he had the ball for about twenty seconds, just spinning on it, and then yeah. he just played the pass, and, and all yeah. of a sudden allowed things away. to happen around yeah, him he, rather yeah, than yeah, 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 you yeah. know he's good at that. But yeah, he's, it's a shame. But, but then you know, listen, Liverpool, Liverpool have got enough to cope without Adam Lallana. Should have enough to cope without yeah. Adam Lallana um, and Nathaniel Klein actually. But it just. It's easy, isn't it? When, when, when a player's not there... We should there, have enough to cope with Burnley, shouldn't yeah. we? That's when a, when a player's not there, he always becomes a more important player than he was when he left. Yeah, yeah, you? yeah. You start, you start getting reminiscence of it, don't you? All right, let's talk positives then. Uh, Mo Salah. Mo, 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 Mo Salah. Um, I like that they like recycled the Sissoko champions. I do, I do. Yeah, it's yeah, great, yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favourite chances, Sissoko. Yeah. But yeah, no, he's, he's just a great player, isn't he? I, mean, I know he does miss chances, but the fact that he's in positions to score those goals all the time and let's not forget he's a winger as well he's not yeah. technically a forward is he but he's just he, he really has been great signing one um, of the signings of the window I think yeah, I think uh, it's fair to especially say especially when you start it, it was a weird window wasn't it because the fees just got bigger <laughs> yeah. throughout the summer well, thank god we bought him before yeah. Neymar decided to go off his spot <laughs> well, because yeah, yeah. he'd have been 60 he'd have been easy at 60 the end, at the, end of easy. the window wouldn't he and and for a £36 million pound signing, it shouldn't sound cheap, should it? But it does now because the way he's, he's taken to it at Liverpool, he's a great threat. I think they needed more goal threats this summer. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but it brings that thing that we yeah. haven't got at the back, but we've got at the front, the balance. Yeah. The balance of Mane and the speed of Salah and, uh, and the speed of Mane, the two of them, it just balances out. All of his work rate, though, as well, yeah, yeah, his yeah. work rate. He's, he, he goes for the ball, doesn't he? Yeah, Looks yeah. for the ball, and, and 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 his footwork. He's so so easy on the ball. Yeah. I, I what I like about him as well is I like the goals he scores in terms of they're not. I hate I hate I hate wingers who don't score goals, and I hate used to hate Jesus Navas who played for Manchester Manchester City because he had all his talent and he had all his ability. I don't like that's why I don't like Oxley Chamberlain that much because mm. he's got all these gifts that should enable him to, to score goals. You know, he's got pace and he's got you know good good strike on him and things. And you look at the end of the season, he's got 31 games and he's got two goals. Mm. And Salah just gets 
gets goals from five yards out, rebounds, one will come yeah. through. He gets involved, he? Yeah, yeah. Things, yeah. follows things in, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. he do, that's the thing, he follows it. He doesn't do the winger role of, well, I'm going to get to this point yeah, and yeah. hand it off to someone else. He comes in. And that's what I'm saying, he goes deep, he likes to receive the ball deep as well. Some of his crosses, some of his passing ability, deep. Beautiful pass balls. A, a huge positive for, for Liverpool, John. Yeah, yeah. I, I like this goal against Sevilla. I know it was a deflected yeah. strike, but yeah. I think but the... how many times did Chelsea, when under Mourinho, when they had that three, four year spell, and they, they scored that many deflected goals? Lamp- Lampard alone yeah. scored double yeah. figures yeah. deflected goals but because he was willing to, have, to yeah. pick the ball up and, yeah. and try and make things happen, try and have a shot try, and that, that's what you want to see players do. Don't you? I, I couldn't stand down him for that. that yeah, really, that's a very typical good English winger. Run down the wing, yeah. bang a cross in. That's my happens. bit. That's my that's bit done. My bit done. And, and Salah isn't. I mean, Salah chased back and, and, and debatably fouled and, and Zodzi to get the ball, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, yeah. But still did it. Still did what a winger doesn't do. Gets exactly. back involved. Yeah, yeah. and it's great because Mane is quite similar, isn't he? On the other side, you know, he wants to get involved and he wants to put his body about, and, and the two of them, you know, they can switch sides. They. It's, it's a shame that we're going to miss Mane for a couple more games, but the more I see them too on the Well, we miss him for the carrier back cup, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we miss him for the, for Leicester, and then he's back in the fold, then, isn't he? Back, well, he misses... Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then he's back for Moscow, isn't he? He's yeah. back for yeah. Moscow. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it, isn't it? I, what I like about Salah as well is shooting it now means that next time he goes, he gets the ball, you get some wingers where you go, Walcott, say, say Theo yeah. Walcott, they go... Right, well, all you do is you push up on, uh, sorry, you drop off on Theo Walcott and he can't hit you because he can't run in behind you. Now they've got Salah and Mane, and they go, right, we get tight to them, we're in trouble because they, they can find them in behind. But we can't stand off from that because he's shown he'll have a shot yeah. from outside yeah. the box. Then we've shown, okay, we can't we can't let, you know, take our eye off him on the far side because he'll get in on rebounds or he'll get in back post and, and get tap ins. It's going to be hard to mark these yeah. players, and Mane's the same. Mane's got, you know, and he surprised me a little bit, Mane, when he came to Liverpool in terms of he's, he's just his finishing. His yeah, finishing's yeah. just really good, Incredible. isn't it, Mane? You know, if he gets it either foot, really, he's he's gonna score, and he's very. I, um, I remember that first game against Arsenal last season when he yeah. rifled that one, yeah, yeah. like an arrow. Didn't look, he? At, look at the one he got against Arsenal. He come on his right foot, and everyone knew he was gonna do. And he's, Right he tried it a couple of times time. against Seville, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah. I noticed a lot of blocking every, every, every Liverpool lately. Whether is it because we're just really slowly reacting at the moment? Because there seems to be a lot of you know, and and they're going to kick in. You go, you're going to get blocked there because I can see that's not going to come off. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think the, thir- the the three, the midfield three, are, are certainly sort of slow to to get shots away. Chan, yeah, for yeah. example, Wijnaldum as well. But Wijnaldum wasn't yeah. that was he? You know, Newcastle. He seems to, we he said, to get a lot of it. We said this on a previous uh, podcast, didn't we? That it's the transitional speed yeah. between midfields. Yeah. Well, defence midfield and midfield and forward is slow. Yeah. Means yeah. Chan's ball to Salah was lovely against Burnley, chipped yeah. over the top, and that's that's the enigma that is Emery Chan in it because. Mm. One minute he's great, and one minute you, you're screaming at him. He seems to be quite vocal. I like to see that he shouts around a bit. He does seem to do yeah. that. Does it more than our captain does? I think I think I quite liked that he went and snapped someone at Manchester City later on. He just it was stupid. He got yeah. a yellow card, and but he just he just like, oh, I've had enough of this. I think he'd flourish as a captain. Stephen Gerrard used to do that. Didn't he? Stephen Gerrard when he was younger used to. I remember him. I remember when he was getting beat by Chelsea, and he just went and belted down or so, <laughs> like a few yeah, minutes yeah, to go. Yeah. It's just like you know, we getting beat, but at least at that least was that wasn't was punishable then days, though, was it? <laughs> yeah, 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 it was, yeah, yeah. It was an amnesty as long got, as it was got the, the armband. He got the armband um, for that. I, I mean, I do see Chan vocal. I do see yeah. him shouting at people. He's one of the few on the pitch who do. I don't. I very rarely see Henderson do it. Um, but but it's just that one good thing, one bad thing, isn't it? And I think yeah, this is our. Yeah. I think this is a, this is a problem that is often overlooked in favour of blaming the defence. Is that 
our midfield leaves a lot of pressure on the defence, does it not? I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see the stats of how much pressure our back four are on compared to the back fours of other clubs. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I honestly think, I think they press a little bit too much uh, yeah. recently as well. You see, I've been seeing Jordan Henderson, and you think, oh, the deepest of that midfield three. And I don't blame him because I'm sure he's been told to yeah. do it. He wouldn't go running out of position. He must be coaching, but, surely. But he, he's running and pressing their their defenders, and and. I, you can tell that Klopp wants that midfield three to adapt. So if he goes, Chan drops in, or Chan goes, Wijnaldum drops in. But that that you're hoping then that everyone gets everything perfectly right all the time, aren't you? Whereas I, I just think you're better off having someone. Everyone criticised him, but I always liked the fact that Lucas was tactically yeah. in, in the right positions mm-hmm. at the right time. If someone was breaking, he'd take a yellow card, he'd commit yeah. a foul. Yeah. Sometimes you've just got to be ugly in midfield and, and well, make sure that you do things right and you're in the right position you can head things away you can make tackles you can make blocks well, I mean look at look at now look at the great era of Barcelona and Spain Busquets wasn't it was, was I used, used to speak to I never used to actually but used to you see interviews with like Iniesta or Messi mm-hmm. or people like that and he'd always they'd always refer back to Busquets and say oh, we wouldn't be, able to, wouldn't be the same team if it wasn't for Busquets I look at Real Madrid now with Casemiro the, the, the Brazilian lads in midfield he's become their most, one of their most important players because they know the handbrake because they he's, know he's, he's behind yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very it's, much like Liverpool used to be with Didier Man Didier in fact yeah. to be honest with you it's how we've built our, our, our success yeah. on the backs of uh, Ray Kennedy yeah. you know on the backs of McMahon on the backs of Whelan on the backs of um, um Stone? No? No. No, I'm thinking of uh, Ray Houghton. Ray Houghton, oh, yes, sorry. Sorry, a bit longer the podcast days, I'm trying to think. Just people who were willing to do the work yeah. and know that when you push forward, you had someone behind you to, to, to mop it up. Even modern teams, you look at, yeah, I think, Kelsey. one of the complete forgotten players of Arsenal's great team was Gilberto Silva. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't, yeah. Didn't, didn't catch the eye a lot. No. But it was tactically in the right place at the right time and yeah. allowed other players. If you're going to have great attacking players, go on, he'll be there. And, and yeah. that's why I was think. I thought... Henderson started last season really well in that position because he was quite tactically good and he seemed yeah, to be winning a lot of balls in around the edge of the box and now I just seem to be, think that he's a bit loose seems to be running everywhere Yeah, maybe, he's maybe, he's just, maybe he's not as sharp as he was yeah, you know, in terms of, I know Andy said that he was, he was getting turned quite a lot or he was, he was just not quite getting to, mm-hmm. to fa- put fires out and things like that and that, maybe that's about sharpness and match fitness um, hopefully hopefully it is because uh, if, it, if it isn't it's... Um, it shows a bit of a decline, doesn't it? In his yeah. performance. Well, talking about match fitness and sharpness, um, Saturday saw the rebirth of our number 10, didn't it? Coutinho um, yes. started. Uh, he was probably really nervous, as you can imagine. I mean, I've never seen a player want to score a goal so much in all my life. He looked like he'd put a pair of rugby boots on because every time he hit the ball, he went 40 yards over the bar, <laughs> which I've never seen him do. Uh, you could see you could see the tension in him. You could see he wanted to get this game out of the way and you could see... I mean, and, and power to the to, to, to the Reds, which which was never any doubt of it. When he came on against Seville, brilliant round of applause. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, he might have got a few little divvy boo boys, but you know, yeah, it was it was a great. Were you, were you behind that? Were you, were you not 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 behind the whole? I mean, but did you back that sort of? That's what he. That's, that's the reception he should have got. Absolutely, the reception he should have got. Look, at the end of the day, we don't know, do we? Even you lads are in the know in the journalistic. Uh, move, but we don't know what the full is. And the fact of the matter is, he's, he, he, he put a request in because he wanted to leave. Well, at that stage, he didn't know us anything, right? He's done a hell of a lot for us. It got messy clearly. It got messy because then he started spitting, spitting his dummy out because he wanted to go. 
you know, it's like when you were 16 and you, and, and, and you wanted to go up to the gay and she said no one and you went after her then and then you ended up getting a high court injunction. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying is... Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Remember that front page. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that, you know, I, I hate that the whole idea of boom boys, like I said, I, 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 I mentioned it at the, at, the, at the top of the podcast, gets on my nerves. Every Liverpool game, if we have a bad result, you switch on 606, you switch on 12 sports. Oh. There was a guy on the other week talking about Klopp's beard. I don't like his beard. Well, mate, what are you on about? I mean, <laughs> and there was a fella on talking, which actually got it got tweeters everywhere yeah. talking about it's a yeah. circus, it's a circus, and Klopp's the biggest clown. Well, where are you? What, mate? I mean, not that you have to be a scouser to be a Liverpool fan. I don't mean that. Yeah. But any Liverpool fan, any football fan knows that you don't go out publicly yeah. and rip your team on a five live thing. You don't do it. Yeah. We're having a constructive podcast. We're allowed to rip into what we think is right and wrong in, in Liverpool Football Club. We don't do it on a live show in front of United fans and Arsenal fans and yeah. everyone who's listening. And, just, and gratuitously as well. Gratuitously. Yeah, yeah. Throw, you know, throwing, not just not just saying, oh, we didn't defend well, yeah. which is true. It's saying, you know, people are clowns or they clowns don't, don't six, know what man. they're doing. Or they're just, they're I mean, they could be Arsenal fans coming up to do that in the first place. Yeah. But back to Coutinho, I think, that, listen, he's, he's, we said, didn't we, how important it was that we kept him yeah. in this team. And he's come back, and I, I was pleased with how he played in the sense that he did some lovely turns, the shoulder dropping was there again. And every time he whacked him over the bar, that was him desperate. He normally, you know, he normally strokes it beautifully, and it, it's either going to go tipping over the bar, or the goalie's getting it, or it's in the net. I mean, they were hitting the stand. The stand yeah, at the top up a tier of Danny <laughs> Road, didn't it, once? Well, it hasn't landed yet. I so I think it might take him a bit of time. To he's had a bad back, yeah. don't forget. Uh, he has had a bad back. It was a real nasty one. And I, I think it might take him a bit of time. He's, he's going to be tense, isn't he? I thought when he came on against Sevilla, he looked a bit tense, yeah. you know, over, overdoing things a little yeah. bit. But you think back to earlier in the summer, in some of the pre-season friendlies, yeah, he brilliant. looked like he was he was well into his stride. Yeah. He really matured. He believed he believed his own hype, but in a good sort of yeah. way. You know, he, he knew his class, and and um, I think towards the back end of last season, in the summer, he did. And then this whole episode sort of knocked him a little bit. And I think once a couple of goals come, a couple of passes and the performances come, he'll, he'll just start I think back so. into it. I, I can't wait for Moscow, mate. I can't wait to see them four yeah. in the yeah, same yeah, team. Yeah, I can't yeah, wait to yeah, see Firmino, yeah. Mane, Salah and Coutinho because I just think... That might just be the thing. You know, we, you were saying before, what's the solution to the defence? That might just be the yeah. thing. It might yeah. just be, you know what, them four. Yeah. We, we don't even need to support them. Them four will do it for us on their own because that, that, God, that's, that's as good as anything in the league. Yeah, uh, it is. It will be for it will be for middle, won't it? Yeah, right. yeah. it's like your headlines. There, there, there you go. Cost you a win, all that. What do you give uh, Andy Robertson's uh, contribution on Saturday? I quite like Andy Robertson. I, I haven't seen enough of him yet to judge, and I think he could be one of those players. That's, I don't, don't want don't want to jinx him, but one poor game against a collapse, you know, he, he, he sort of has, has made a promising start, but he seems to be like. I think he, he's a little bit different to what Liverpool have got in the sense that he likes to put crosses in. Yeah. And I think that's what Klopp was talking about when he said that um, he's get he's going to take a bit of time to learn how he play because Liverpool don't put crosses yeah. in, do they? And he wants to get down the byline and whip a cross in. Um, but in terms of the way he, he's... He scored some goals start, from coming inside though, hasn't yeah, he? he's got a lovely goal for Scotland. Lovely goal for Scotland. Um, yeah. And um, I think he's got a decent left foot on him. And again, he could be a little bit more of a client in the sense that he's a more steady full-back and doesn't bomb forward at ridiculous times like Moreno does but yeah I think he need, he's going to need a bit of time I can tell you after six months whether I think he's going to the problem is is he's going to get it I mean he must yeah. have stroked that ball in for Scotland and thought well, I'm a shoe in for the Seville game you know it's, it, it's got that situation at the moment isn't it where it was the old adage you want to, you're playing for your place and, uh, and all the old pros will tell you that if you felt like you were under pressure 
it would nine times out of ten spare you on to play better because you thought if I'm out this guy comes in I might be out for six weeks yeah, yeah. we don't have that here no, no. because because yeah. you generally don't know what's coming do you well, well I imagine I, I don't know this for certain but I, I, I have a good idea that these players are told at the start of a month the games that you're more likely to be targeting so I imagine that Andy Robertson when he was sat, sat out he wasn't even on a bench at Man City would probably been thinking okay well Burnley and Leicester probably I'll, I'll have them so it's not and I, I think I don't know if that's counterproductive I don't know whether footballers are different now and maybe they, they, that, they like that knowledge or whether it's sort of it's sort of it, it keeps them sort of a little bit floating and a little bit like I, you know, yeah, like, I can't I, see I, that being a play, positive thing you know, can you I, I, I think I would want I would want Andy Robertson not maybe not knocking on the door of Klopp but I'd want him to be like oh god Gutted he didn't play against City there. Like you know, I'd, yeah, have, I'd, have, been, I'd have had him. You know, I'd have had that, that lad in my pocket there or whatever. I want to, I want a player who's like arsy about yeah, about not yeah. being in the team and, and I wonder if that is down. To, I wonder if that is down to that thing. I did LFC TV the other week and Phil Babb was saying, he said, you know, what would you change? The, one of the questions he said, what would you change? And Phil Babb said, um, the head, I'd take the headphones off them all. And it sounds like an odd thing. And then when he went yeah. into it, he said, no one communicates. Yeah. Nowadays, they're all sitting and listening to the wrong thing. It becomes, it becomes thing a yourself, very yeah. withdrawn, insular role, doesn't it? And that could that could bear out what you're saying about, you know, uh, there isn't that contact, or, or or players are going, well, I'm going to get this game and that game, so yeah, I don't yeah. really need to. I mean, you listen to the, you talk to Aldo and all them. They were fight. They were going mad if they lost yeah. it. If they if they, yeah. if they were out the team, they were constantly. Aldo left. Aldo left because because Ian Rush and, and him were there. When nowadays Aldo would have been getting 15 goals a season off the bench, probably you know yeah. for Liverpool, he'd be the best sub in the league or best sub striker in the league, wouldn't he? But he, he was like, well, I'm not playing every week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave. Yeah, yeah. It's an odd one. What do you think, Joe, about the about Klopp's decision to to have basically three different goalkeepers for three different tournaments? I mean, Champions League is 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 huge, and and he's sort of I I can't get my head around it really. He's sort of gone, well, I'll have Carriers for that one. And then we're going to have uh, we're going to have Danny Ward for the for the carrier bag or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, but but, but what, how do you feel about that? It's difficult. Uh, we myself and Paul Gorse wrote a piece of the day doing like a debate, and I, and I said that it was okay. And I was playing devil's advocate a little bit. Um, don't don't spread that round. <laughs> but but um, I, I don't think it's it's the worst thing in the world. But I don't think for this Liverpool defence, it's right. You know, we've seen Barcelona do it to good effect, but this Liverpool defence isn't good enough. I think they need someone behind them and he needs to sort of make a choice. But I, I think long term, I just don't think he sees Mignolet as his long term oh, goalkeeper. And that's where it comes from. Mm. Otherwise, these guys, wouldn't he wouldn't be trying Karras and he wouldn't be trying Ward. Why did he, he not go in for the keeper then? I mean, there's another thing, right? When we finished the last game of the season, Middlesbrough, and the Seville final, right? Everyone come out of that ground and you could have gone, right, hold up your hands and count the players that we're, not, we're probably not going to see again in a Liverpool shirt. Moreno would have been all day. But people were talking about we need defenders and we need a new goalkeeper. And yet there wasn't one shout all the way through the window. Yet, yet Van Dijk, yet we had other players. But not once was there ever. And at the end, funny enough, before the window started, he come out and said, we're going nowhere with keepers. So what's changed? What's changed for him to now go, shouldn't he have known what we knew anyway? Well, if, if it is the case that he doesn't fancy Mignolet in the long term and he's playing Carrius, he either really believes in Carrius or, yeah, you're thinking... If, if you don't fancy him and you're like, why haven't you got this sorted? Because you don't really want a situation where you're sort of saying, well, I don't fancy him, but he's not quite good enough to take his place. Um, yeah. And I just feel like he's sort of got three goalkeepers now. And he, 
he sort of likes them all, but none of them well enough to, yeah. to sort of put all his eggs in one basket. Reminds me a lot of Arsenal a few years back. Arsenal um, had, I think they had Chesney, Fabianski, and a young kid. I, I think the kid was um, called Martinez. I think he might still be at Arsenal. Yeah. And they just used to they played a little bit of each, and they'd done all right in a couple of games, and then you'd see a piece in the mirror saying, Hi, Fabianski could be the man who's going to be out, and then, mm. and then now he made a mistake, so he's out. So yeah. Chesney plays, and then the same thing happens. And I agree with Joe. I think listen, if if, if Liverpool had Courtois or De Gea, we wouldn't this debate. No. We'd we'd have Courtois in league and Champions League, yeah. and then the second choice would probably play in the League Cup because you you give him a go. There's no way, no way on on this earth if Liverpool had. A goalkeeper who Jurgen Klopp thought was in the be- one of the best in the world that he he wouldn't play in the Champions League because Liverpool that's important to Liverpool and, yeah, and I yeah. don't see how you would you would leave you would leave a, a goalkeeper out for that. I think he did he say on Saturday or or Friday that Mignolet will play eighty five percent of the games by the end of the season. I think he said something like that. Yeah, didn't he? But yeah. if you look at the end of the season, well, I, I, I'm pretty sure Mignolet is not happy about. The fifteen percent that he's no. gonna, he's no. likely to miss this season because I think he. And also, does that mean feels... the fifteen percent is probably us only getting past the second round and everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. look at the percentage, yeah. if you thought we were going to get further yeah. than the yeah. others, good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a strange one. I, you know what? I hope Danny Ward has an absolute world if he plays. Yeah, he's uh, a good lad, Danny. Ward he's a good well. lad. Mm. And if you think about his position, you know the guys come out of Huddersfield. He's, he, he was he was he was uh, instrumental in them getting promotion because of the, the the saves he made in the in the pens and that. And then he gets pulled back to Liverpool. I jokingly, I did a film with 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 um, uh, with the di- writer director who's a Huddersfield fan, born and bred Huddersfield lad. And I said, and he was going to the final. And I texted him when they won. And I said, you know, we'll be taking our keeper back. And he went, you leave him alone, you, you leave yeah. him alone. And we took him back, and, and he's having splints, <laughs> yeah. sitting on the bench. And and you just think, you know, give the kid a go. Yeah. Now the problem is that I think if Johnny Ward has a worldie, that doesn't matter. He's not. He's probably not going to get to the next yeah. team, is he? No. Maybe not, but if he keeps having worldies, you hope that yeah. eventually. Like, yeah. like it's all he can do, isn't it? Yeah. yeah like the kid exactly. from Burnley had a bit of a worldie against us. We're yeah. Sick of that. I mean, one of the, one of the saves though, I think it was from uh, Arnold's, wasn't it? He didn't even know anything about he it. He landed on it. Yeah. I think. I think it. Um, did it hit him in the face? And then he, he saw the just he like, it, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, on the line virtually, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. That was another one that you you know before the game, don't you? If there's a sub goalkeeper coming in, <laughs> yes, he's never well, play the game and never will play a game in his life ever again. He's <laughs> gonna have a worldie against us. Just is. An absolute guarantee. So um, I suppose the one thing to, 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 to reflect on with goalkeepers is that at one point we were linked with Joe Hart. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's let he's let he's let about a dozen in now, isn't yeah, he, at the moment? Yeah, I, I do think, think so. it's tough to find a good goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Although City seems to have found one, don't they? Because this yeah, Edison looks really quite brave. Yeah, he's yeah. brave. But but I, I thought it was very ang- very uh, unnecessary the way he buttoned Manny's foot. Like yeah, you can you can find find goalkeepers, can't you? So. It's it's difficult. Uh, Ward seems like a character, and I think I think the best goalkeepers tend to be characters because they need to be nutty, don't yeah, they? and they tend to be brave and they tend to be commanding and they yeah. want to they want to get involved and win things, you know. And and I think sometimes with Mignolet, he's just too much of a nice guy, and, and Carrier seems to be more bothered about his modelling career. So he just wants someone to come in and and make a name for himself, and hopefully Ward. Come in and sort of put his stamp on it. Let's, um, let's definitely hope he, he takes his chance at Leicester. Let's hope so. I mean, talking about modelling, I was driving down the road the other day and I saw a billboard and it had three or four of our players and it said the LFC Winter Collection. Yeah. And I'm like, where did where did the football go? <laughs> oh, no, I mean, it was clothing. You know what I mean? It was yeah, clothing. Yeah. You know, with the with the, the zip up kind of woolly jumper. And I'm like, what are you doing, lads? 
I mean, it's not all right. It's all part and parcel of being a footballer these days. But dear God in heaven, the winter yeah. collection. Yeah, they won't be getting sold uh, if if the winter is anything like last winter for Liverpool. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, well. yeah. If it's a coat, will it let in? Uh, that's, that's the problem. Isn't it? All right, so let's just work out the fixtures. Then we've got uh, we've got the cup coming up. Uh, Leicester, and then we're f- we're going to throw forward to Leicester away before we leave. Um, any views on that? Tough. Uh, we've we've suffered the last couple of times so we've been there. I, yeah, I think two of the worst performances on the club actually. I, I was at both of them, um, so I'm not going on Saturday. So that might be a good omen for them. Vardy, it's Vardy, isn't it? He's terrified Liverpool, and yeah. Liverpool don't don't seem to handle him at all, and he don't seem to handle Leicester's sort of aggression. Leicester last season it was Shakespeare's first game, and he, Three, he one, came right, out yeah. in the first minute and. Liverpool lost three headers in the yeah, fit, yeah. and you knew you knew from the way it got they're going to struggle. Yeah, I, I remember we gave a lift myself and James gave a lift to a couple of Liverpool fans who were in the away end to the game, and all four of us in the car said, "Get beat tonight, you know, get beat two nil, two one, something like that." And three one in the end. I think it'd be a good litmus test for Liverpool. Have, have they have they learned the lessons from that? Are they capable of learning the lessons? Can they go and get a, a result? You know, it wouldn't it wouldn't sort of. Uh, it wouldn't sit well with everyone, but I, I think a draw is a good result going yeah. down there. You get a score draw or a nil-nil draw at Leicester. Um, We've got to be careful, haven't we? Because we we are you never you're never that far away from 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 it being a bit dark clouds over and, and results from the four. It seems to, it was two weeks. What a difference a couple of weeks makes. Yeah. Going from a four-nil thrashing of Arsenal to the point where now people are starting to scratch their heads. It won't be long before people are starting to make noises because they do invariably. Yeah. We need everyone to get them. We need everyone to back them. And we need everyone to to, to 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 ride it through because, like you said before, we're a couple of changes away. I think from a, from a really well well-oiled machine, aren't we? Yeah. We just. I think it's the frustration that those things needed to be addressed in the first place that's frustrating everyone. These people that want him sacked or, or that ring into to radio stations, I just don't really know what goes what goes through their mind. How many how many managers would they have throughout the season? Just, They'd sack yeah. one every few months, wouldn't yeah. they? But you, you think I've seen some stats going around that Richard Keyes. I know we should just ignore people like Richard Keyes, but you still think people follow him, don't they? He's got a he's, he's yeah. got a massive following on Twitter and he's retweeting things like Brendan Rogers record is better yeah. than Klopp's but you're taking that completely out of context. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, you, you you're forgetting how the club felt under Rogers at the end of his yeah. reign to what it feels like now. I mean, them, stat, like, them stats are just an absolute waste of space, yeah, aren't they? It's just you know, and and, and Rogers had a, a magnificent second year. No one no one was complaining then. It was the way it ended up going. And yeah. for Klopp, they still feel like they're on an upward curve. Yeah. I know they've got problems, but they've bought better players this summer. They've certainly improved as a team. All right, they probably hasn't haven't fixed the main problem, but. They're still going forward all the time. They've got a manager who people like, who they get, who they uh, identify with, which I yeah. think sometimes Rodgers didn't didn't really benefit from. And they've got some great players. Yeah. So if you're not behind them, I just yeah. go and support another club. Well, and if, Jürgen, if Liverpool sat Jürgen Klopp today, he wouldn't he wouldn't be out of work coming this time next week. Oh I, well, that's the problem, isn't it? That's the problem. That's how you should always feel about any player and any manager before you slag them off. Right? Ask yourself the first question: Would you want to see them against you? Yeah. Right. Would you want to see a Coutinho against you? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to see Jurgen Klopp in a dugout against you? Because you know he's got the the yeah, nouse yeah. to be able to flatten you. Yeah. And I listen. Last season, I watched some of the best football I've seen us play oh. post Suarez, some because Suarez made a difference. Fantastic, isn't it? Some of the for, the some of the forward thinking football was. And let's all right. Again, we're only two weeks away from from the Arsenal drubbing. The, they'll be lucky if they get drubbed like that again. They've just done a nil nil with, with Chelsea. Yeah. So it's there. The elements are there. We're just a few. We, we, yes, we're frustrated because we know where the changes need to be. We knew where they needed to be before the season started. They'll get addressed because they'll have to because it's becoming more glaringly obvious. So you can imagine that maybe Klopp's thought, you know what? I see these guys in the training ground. You know what they're doing. 
and then when it comes to the to the big day, they don't. So he's going to have to sort it out. But uh, I think the message is stick behind stick behind the governor in it, lads. Yeah, uh, so. Once again, thank you very much for your company, Neil Jones, Joe Rimmer. Uh, keep listening, lads. Uh, if you listen to this on the way to the match or whatever you listen to, maybe you're sitting in your car now listening to it, and it's teaming down, and your nine-year-old kids playing football, and you're watching them doing this placky, and then you you're nice and warm in your car. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably win down. Like, Good shot, that son. Win that <laughs> Just text them. And he's, he's in the back seat going, "That's not me, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, whatever you're watching, whatever you listen to, keep listening to it, keep supporting us. Thanks very much. Uh, on behalf of uh, Neil Jones, Joe Rimmer, and myself, Neil Fitzmaurice, that was Poetry in Motion, and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks with hopefully a bit more better news about the results. Bye. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Woo!